0: Okay, we're starting a new series today called Get Used to Different. Get used to different. Look at your neighbor and say, get used to different. If you are going to follow Jesus, you're gonna have to get used to different. He doesn't go by our rhythms, he doesn't go by our plans, he doesn't go by our mindsets. And the kingdom of God is a completely upside down way of thinking. That when you come into the kingdom of God, you've gotta get used to different. We don't roll the way the world rolls. We don't think the way the world thinks. The ways of God are not comprehensible to us all the time. And so we've gotta get used to thinking and things and in ways that are upside down from the world. Right. The way to go up is to go down. Right. Reach. The way to have power is to serve. Right. Yeah. You want to get rich? Give. Right. You want to be full? You got to be empty. Right. These are the things of God that show us that we have to get used to different. And here's what I want to tell you is that Jesus died for different. Right because Jesus knew that normal's not working. Right, amen. Jesus knew that the ways of man, the ways of the world don't work. And we, we look at the increase of knowledge in the last century and that's wonderful. I, I thank God for a, a lot of the things that have been given to us in medicine and such technology. But have they made us better, better or have they made us worse? Come on. More people were killed last century in war than the previous record of all the people that were killed in war until then. More bloodshed, if anything, we're using technology to figure out a way to hurt each other easier. And so Jesus died for different. Here's what I wanna tell you, if you've been coming here for a while, you've gotta get used to different. There's gonna be different people, there's gonna be different methods, There's gonna be different ways of doing things and you gotta roll with it, baby. But hold on, if you're new here, you've gotta get used to different. We don't do things the way the world does things. We don't think the way the world thinks. We don't go by man's systems and man's philosophy. We go by a higher way of living, which is the Word of God. So if you're new here, get used to different. Come on, how many wants to get used to different? How many wants God to shake us up? How many wants God to do something revolutionary in your life, in your home, in your church? And I want to show us today a story that shows us how the disciples, Jesus' disciples, had to get used to different. We see it in John chapter 13, verse one. It says, now before the feast of the Passover when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And during the supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and he had come from God and he was going back to God, rose from the supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And this story is one of my favorite stories in the Gospels because it's one of the most absurd stories in the Gospels. The God of all creation of heaven and earth, who has everything at his disposal, got a towel, wrapped it around his waist, and began to wash dirty, nasty feet. Does anybody in here, anybody else in here hate feet? Just crusty toenails, odor discoloration come on somebody. (laughs) Feet are nasty. Men don't say amen too loud. But the God of all creation went to one of the most unpleasant parts of the human body and began to wash people's feet. Recently, Danielle and I, we were in D.C., we're in Washington, D.C., and I have a friend of mine that's a chief of staff for a congressman, and so he invited us to lunch to uh, this place called the, the uh, I believe it's called the Capitol Club, and it's a private club where all the members of a certain political party, which might be represented by an elephant, I don't know, but they, they go there to have lunch, and so you, you have to have a car to get in, and, and so he escorted us in, And we walked into this room and you could just feel the power in the room. And we sat down to have lunch and he said, I want you to look around the people sit at these tables. He said, what people don't know is that these people, the staffers and people that work under the congressman who set the direction of the country. And you could just look around and and see hushed conversations taking place. And you could look around your room and I think I've seen them on TV before. And, And you could just tell you know, people who were important who had power. And I was thinking about that this week and I was thinking about how absurd it would be for the speaker of the house or one of the highest party leaders to come into that place and tell the waiters, you know what, you guys take the day off. I'm gonna take orders today. I'm gonna get drinks. I'm gonna get people's food. You guys just go home. You know what, that will never happen because of the way we think. But Jesus thinks differently in our world those who have the most power get served those with the most power tell other people what to do and they lead with power in the kingdom of god you have to get used to different and different is this it's the most powerful person in the room getting on their hands and knees and washing feet and that is what God has called us to do. And we have to consider the context of this story. The Bible says that the disciples, they went to this rented room with Jesus. And it was customary if you owned a home and you had guests over, that either you or your servant would wash the feet of your guests. But here they are, they're in this rented room and you can see the quandary that they would be in and that is this, who's gonna wash feet? And you know that they were looking around at each other, playing a game of chicken. Right. And you know Peter wasn't about to wash Thomas's nasty feet. Right. You know that John isn't gonna watch Peter's feet, you gotta watch that guy, he'll cuss you out. Right. And what we have to realize also is that this wasn't just you know, a little bit of nasty, unpleasant odor, feet. They walked everywhere in sandals. They walked on muddy streets where animals relieved themselves. And so you would have a mixture of mud and feces and God only knows what else on feet. And that's what you were cleaning up. Amen. And so they're all looking at each other. I can see who is going to blink first and begin to wash feet. And the most unlikely Person, the most powerful person in the room, says, "I will." And Jesus begins to serve people. Jesus begins to serve his Amen. disciples. And I want to give us three points today, and the first point I want to give us today is this: True servanthood starts when serving isn't expected. True servanthood starts when serving isn't expected. You know, none of us today, when we leave this place and we go to Cracker Barrel or we go to Chili's or wherever you go to lunch, we're not gonna get our phone out and say, hey guys, I've gotta put this on Instagram. You will not believe what happened. This woman came to our table and she asked us what we wanted to drink. Unreal, right? And then she went to the kitchen and she got it. Unbelievable. And then she came and she got our food. Like you will not believe, guys, what happened at Cracker Barrel. This woman came and she got our order, she got our food and she brought it to us. You're not gonna do that, you know why? Because that's expected. That's what they're supposed to do. Come on. And a lot of us think that servanthood is things that we're really just supposed to do. Right now, I'm not being a great servant by preaching. This is part of my job description, y'all. I get paid to do this. True servanthood starts when nobody is expecting and nobody is watching. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, he says, will any of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he is coming from the field, come in at once and recline at the table? Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink? And afterward, You will eat and drink. Does he thank the servant because of what he was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say we are unworthy servants that we have only done what is our duty. Come on, how many knows it was a joy to come here today? God doesn't owe us. Like, like, don't get on Instagram and tell everybody how a great Christian you are because you came in the rain. Like, like that, That's just kind of expected as part of following Christ is that we get together with believers and we encourage one another. But when we step out of predetermined roles and we serve unexpectedly, we discover what true servanthood is. When nobody else wants to do it when nobody else is volunteering, when nobody else is running to the job, and we say, I'll do it, I'll teach the class, I'll clean the floor, I will show up to celebrate recovery, and I'll cook. That is when servanthood starts. That's when servanthood starts is when it's not expected. And I wanna tell you, if you wanna be great in the kingdom of God, does anybody wanna be great in the kingdom of God? I'm just gonna tell you right now, I wanna be great in the kingdom of God. I want my kids, my wife, to be great in the kingdom of God. And if you wanna be great in the kingdom of God, start serving, start washing feet, start noticing people, start asking, what can I do? Come on, if you wanna be great in the kingdom of God, give him a hand clap of praise and say, God, I want everything you have for me. And Jesus says that if you want to go up, you have to go down. Right. He says the greatest among you will be your what? Servant. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, and he showed us that before he went to the cross, which was his greatest act of service, Come on. D- did not owe it to us. He washes feet, and he shows us what servanthood is. You see, there's a difference between my service and my position. What I do out of my position is expected, but what I do out of service is unexpected. And that's where true servanthood starts, is when I say, I'm not obligated to do this, but I just have a heart to help somebody. That's where servanthood starts. And true acts of service often take place when no one sees them, and true acts of service take place when we don't have a motive. And I just want to say, God deliver us from Facebook servants. Hey everybody, I'm here at this soup kitchen. Aren't I amazing? I took my Saturday off to make soup. What did Jesus say? Hide it. Don't don't tell everybody about the good works you're doing. Why? Because I can serve in a way that promotes me. And when I serve in a way that promotes me, who am I really serving? Me. Come on, we we just need to have a heart for Jesus and for people that says, I don't care if anyone sees it. I don't care if anyone talks about it. I want to wash feet. I want to help people. And the kingdom Servants, kingdom servants, are more concerned over the well being of other people and not expecting anything in return. Come on, why don't we pray, God? Give me that heart. Give me a heart to serve unexpectedly. Give me a heart, Lord, to serve spontaneously. The second thing I want to show us today is that we need to wash people's feet because they're dirty. Wash people's feet because they're dirty. Now, I think a lot of times we read this story and, and we make it as, as Jesus just did this as an example so it'd be a cool story to put in the Bible. And, and I, I don't believe that. You see, I, I believe that the reason Jesus washed his disciples' feet wasn't so that there would be this neat story in the Bible as an example. I believe that he washed their feet because they were dirty. Jesus saw a need and he got to working. He got busy. And and here's the prayer that God put in me this week is, God, help me to start noticing dirty feet. And of course, I'm using that as a metaphor. God, help me to start seeing people in need. God, help me to identify the problem that people have and to be part of the solution. You see, because I believe a lot of us, we're like those disciples, we notice dirty feet, but we're waiting on somebody else to wash them. What would happen if we had an army of servants that said, I don't care who it is, I don't care the situation, I will wash feet because they're dirty. I will love people because they're lost. I will love people because Jesus died for them. I will love people because they're in need. I will love people because I don't need any other reason other than that feet are dirty. Come on, let's praise God. Let's ask that God would give us a heart of a servant. Fight a dollar for every time somebody said, well, pastor, wouldn't it be great if someone did blank? Wouldn't it be great if we had blank? And nine times out of 10, I say, that's awesome. God's probably calling you to do it. And what they really mean is pastor, you should blank. Pastor, you should start filling the blank. But what if we had an army of servants That's not waiting on somebody to tell them, they're not waiting on somebody to make them do it, but they just see a need and they run to the need and they say, I will be Jesus in this situation. I'll be Jesus in my community. The heart of a servant sees the problem and has a desire to be a part of the solution. It doesn't make you a genius to see a problem. Oh, Jesus, help them. Their feet are dirty. Doesn't make you perceptive. Matter of fact, if you don't do anything, you're a part of the problem. Come on, I'm preaching to me right now. Come on, we we need more kingdom servants and less kingdom critics. We need more feet washers and not another foot watcher. I made all that up just right up here. The anointing is strong in this house. And Jesus had a heart for the whole individual. Jesus loved their soul. He loved their dirty feet. He loved their eyes. He ministered to the whole person. And we wanna have a church that ministers to the whole person, that when someone's hurting, we meet the need. So what if we became a church that not only saw, but washed dirty feet? Not just here, but out there this week. We saw hurting people. What if you were the answer to the problem? What if you were the ride to church? Right. Come on, it's so great to see. We got another row of kids from Pena High School and junior high. We're so glad you guys are here. But it, it's taken two or three people to say, I'll give them a ride. I'll bring them. God help us to become servants. And here's the great thing is every Sunday I see people who are servants. All throughout the week I see people in this church who are servants that you do things maybe people don't see behind the scenes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't stop serving. Don't stop washing feet. John 13, 12 said, when he had washed their feet and he put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. For so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. In other words, he's saying, guys, no more playing chicken when you get together to see who's gonna be the first person to have to wash feet it should be a competition to see who the first person is who gets to wash feet. He says, for I've given you an example that you should also do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say unto you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. You see, kingdom servants wash feet because they love Jesus. And they know that Jesus loves people. And if we love people and we love Jesus, we're gonna be servants. And Jesus created this culture of servanthood that the disciples, they had to get used to different. They had to get used to a different mentality. A mentality that the world says, you wait for somebody to help you. And instead, no, no, you help first. You go first. Servants go the extra mile and aren't ruled by minimums. They're not ruled by what I have to do. They go the extra mile to see what I get to do, what needs to be done for the kingdom of God. And here's what I want us to catch today is that servants don't have a that's not my job attitude. I don't do blank. Come on, we just need to have a culture around here. If you see a mess in the floor, don't wait on a janitor, just clean it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know how, find Mitzi and she'll tell you. Right. She'll point you in the right direction. Get you a vacuum or something. Come on, wouldn't it be great if we didn't wait on somebody else to help somebody in from the rain? There's not a parking attendant. You run and grab an umbrella and help them. We don't have a that's not my job attitude. Why? Because we have a God who didn't have a that's not my job attitude. I think Jesus, that he didn't say, well, I don't do crosses. I don't do earth. I don't do foot washing. Jesus showed us true kingdom servants are willing to do anything. Number three, here's, I love this. You don't get to choose who you serve. I say I like this one. I actually hate it. You don't get to choose who you will or will not serve. Verse two, John 13 said, during the supper when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Verse 10, Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. And that's why he said, not all of you are clean. Jesus washed all the disciples' feet, even Judas. And just work with me here, but I I can see in, in Jesus and his humanity, you know, he's washing all the disciples' feet. He's, he's washing Thomas. He's like, I know Thomas. is. He's gonna have a little bit of a doubt issue. He's washing Peter. Peter's gonna have a denial issue. And then he gets to Judas. Now I just wonder if he didn't stop for a minute and under his breath say, Father, do I really have to do this one? The guy who is plotting his murder had sold him out. Has anybody ever been sold out? Come on. Anybody ever been thrown under the bus? Come on. Oh, yeah. Anybody ever been used for all you can do for somebody and then they're gone in five minutes? Right. You have to wash those people's feet too. And I hate that. You have to be a servant to people who will never thank you. You have to be a servant even to the false friends. You have to be a servant and you have to wash the feet of people who will stab you in the back and talk horrible about you. And here's the thing, oftentimes you have to wash their feet with the knowledge that that's what they're gonna do. Here's what I wanna tell you, wash anyway, serve anyway. You know why? Because when we serve people, Jesus said what? When you do it to the least of these. Right. Yeah, come on. You see, you didn't wash their feet. It wasn't about them. Right. It was about having the heart of the Father. Right. And what you do after I wash your feet is up to you. But you're gonna betray me knowing I washed your feet. That I served you. And can you imagine how difficult that was? And being a servant, It's helping people who can't help you back. Being a servant is serving people who take advantage of you and serving anyway. There's people who come through these doors and I know they're probably not gonna stick around, but I'm gonna love and I'm gonna preach to them anyway. I'm gonna help them anyway. You know why? Because it's not my job to sort out the sheep from the goats, that's the Lord's and we gotta get used to different. We've gotta get used to serving different people. First Corinthians chapter nine, Paul says, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to what? Everybody, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like under the law, though I myself am not under the law as to win those who are under the law. To those not having the law became like one not having the law as to win those who don't have the law. In other words, the unsaved. He says, to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all means possible, I may save You see, here's what we gotta realize. If we just wash feet, some will be saved. Some will change their life. Some will turn their life around. Some are gonna change the world. You never know whose feet you're washing. We gotta become all things to all people. You can't be a kingdom servant and say, I only wash blank people's feet. I only wash white feet. I only wash rich feet. I only wash manicured feet. I only wash Republican feet. Come on, somebody. We've gotta get rid of, we gotta get used to different. There's gonna be people coming this door that look completely different from us, they think completely different from us, and it's not our job to fix them, it's our job to wash them. It's our job to serve them. It's our job to show them Come on, does anybody have a heart today to be a servant, to say, God, help me get used to different. Help me get used to different, come on, let's all stand right now, the musicians come. Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan. And what we have to realize, when he tells this story, the audience he's telling it to, they don't think there's any such thing as a Good Samaritan. Right, right. Samaritans, they didn't believe right and they didn't act right. But Jesus said there was a man who was walking along a road and he was attacked by robbers and he was left for dead in a ditch. And a priest came by and another religious person came by and they saw him, they saw the need, they saw there was dirty feet, if you will, and just kept on walking. You know why? Because they had a mentality that said I don't touch those people. But there came along was a Samaritan man, somebody, they didn't know all the stuff about God. They didn't do all the right things. They didn't show up to church in a suit. But he saw the person hurting and he got down in the ditch loaded him up, took him to a place to get help, paid his bills. And Jesus said, which one do you think was a neighbor? It was a good Samaritan. And what he was showing in that story is this, whoever I come in touch with, whoever I come in contact with, that is my neighbor. Right. That is who I am to serve. And the good Samaritan, when he came and he looked in that ditch, he didn't ask questions. He didn't say, hey, how'd you get down there? A DUI? Watch out. Well, I'm gonna keep walking because you shouldn't have done that. Come on. Hey, I'd like to help you, but I need to know who you voted for in the 2020 election. <laughs> When's the last time you went to church? What? You missed CR last week. Okay. No, he didn't ask questions. He just saw a need. Come on. When people come in this place, let's not give them a 20 question interview about how they got there. Let's just help them. Let's just bless them. Let's just love them. Let's just bring them into the kingdom of God. Come on, Carl, get up here. some